The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. There are all sorts of big moments in your life when you have a baby. One is the moment when bottle feeding days are over. There's no more formula fixing to be done. And you may think you should change the milk you give your baby as well as the way in which it's given. But before you make a decision, consider these facts. Pet milk in its sealed can is as free from illness-causing germs as if there were no such thing in the world. This can't be said of all milk. Pet milk is uniformly rich, easier for youngsters to digest than ordinary bottled milk. And pet milk has the combination of milk minerals and vitamin D that a child needs all through his growing years in order to achieve the best of growth, to develop straight limbs, to have strong, sound teeth. So, when you consider these facts, you can understand why it's wise to continue giving your baby pet milk even when formula-fixing days are over. Some housewives pride themselves on furniture arrangements. Some are pretty hopped up about their flower arrangements. But meet one with the greatest talent of all, husband arrangements. Molly McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. You have been home just three minutes and look at this room. You know something? I was just. <laughs> you know, it's a wonderful room. There ain't many guys as lucky as me to have a room like this to come home into and relax into. I don't mean that. Just look at it. Hmm? Your overcoat flung on the chair by the door. Hmm. Your hat on the lamp. Hmm. Wet galoshes on the Davenport. Your suit coat under the piano. Your newspaper all over the floor hmm. and your gloves. One's in the ashtray. Where's the other? On my hand, I ain't took it off yet. <laughs> now then, do you see anything in this room that I might get disturbed about? No, but something that's here that I'm disturbed about. Where's my hip boots that I brought them in here just before I went downtown to get a vulcanizing outfit to patch them with because the duck season is almost... Hey, where's my vulcanizing outfit? <laughs> oh, oh, here it is in the candy dish. <laughs> and your hip boots, which I might add, gave this room the romantic fragrance of the Fulton Fish Market. <laughs> They're on the back porch where they belong. Yeah, well, Dad ratted, I wish people would leave my personal belongings around here alone. By people, you mean uh, me by any chance? Well, anybody around here. <laughs> hmm. Well, I happen to have a few little possessions that I cherish. <laughs> Nothing much, just a pitiful little handful of personal belongings of my own that I like to know where they are at. <laughs> And when I leave something somewhere... Like your old Indian clubs that you varnished last week and put in the oven to dry and forgot about, and I thought I'd burned up my leg of lamb and sat down and cried like a baby? <laughs> I don't know what you were crying about. I ate half of one of them. <laughs> but look, do me a favor, Molly. Don't pick up my things. Just let me look after my own stuff, will you? So as I'll know where things are when, when I want them. <laughs> My boy, you have just made yourself a firm deal. Good. Shake. How do you do? 
You go right ahead and leave things. Hmm? I'll touch nothing. Hmm? I'm going to love not picking up after you. It'll give me three or four hours of spare time a day. I leave your thing strictly alone, believe me. Hmm. Good. First thing I'm going to do is bring my old seashell collection up out of the basement and sort it out. I may have some valuable shells in that seashell collection, so I can figure out which ones they are. I'll bring them up here where the light's better and look them over so you can help me sort them up. Hmm. <laughs> leave these things where he puts them, he says. I wish people would leave my belongings alone, he says. People? It'd take ten people just to keep his clothes hung up. <laughs> I never thought that them. Come in, come in. Hello there, Doc. You mad, daughter? Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. No, I'm not angry, just annoyed is all. I have a husband who acts like a boy of 11. Well, good for Johnny. He's grown up. I never seen him act more than seven or eight. <laughs> Where's that boy of ours? <laughs> that boy of ours, or yours if you want him. He's down in the basement gathering up his seashell collection, as he calls it. Three bushels of beach refuse he brought home from Florida in 1932. And he... Hey! Hey, somebody give me a hand with this basket of seashells, will you? Not me, lover. I promise not to touch things, remember? I'm going to sort them all out. I know a fellow once that found a seashell that twisted left-handed instead of right-handed, and the museum bought it for three bucks. Hey, grab the basket, old-timer. Quick, quick, grab it. Oh, 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 Heavenly mm. Very interesting collection of shells, Johnny. Yeah. Clams, oysters, and... Hey, is that a bicycle pump there under the chair, kid? Yeah. Oh, I can't stand bicycle pumps. Why not? Well, me and Bessie took us a bicycle trip through the Rocky Mountains last summer. Yeah? And I spent so much time pumping up tires, every time I bend over to tie my shoe, I start looking for the valve cap. Well, otherwise, was it an enjoyable trip? Oh, yes, daughter. Pretty tiring, though. Pedaling them heavy bikes up them steep mountains and pushing them down the other side. You rode them up and pushed them down. Why didn't you push them uphill and coast down? We tried it that way, but they push easier going down. <laughs> Himself, he took a long bicycle trip once. Yeah, I took a trip all through the New England states. Ohio and Illinois and Oklahoma. <laughs> I got some wonderful pictures I took of that trip. Let me show them to you, old-timer. I got them in an album right here in the hall of class. No, no, McGee, please, right now, the somewhere that well what do you know my old moose head <laughs> with the loose eye <laughs> i've been meaning to glue that loose moose eye in ever since that i got me billy mills the orchestra and use your imagination <laughs>
Hey, Molly. What? You know something? Since you stopped picking stuff up after me. At your request. Yeah, at my request. The, the, the room is getting kind of cluttered up. Nonsense. Hmm? There's only a seashell collection all over the floor. That's a vulcanizing outfit. Yeah. A 16-man rubber life raft. A tool chest, a moose head, a tire pump, a mandolin, and a few objects I haven't identified as yet. <laughs> oh, yes, there's your mahjong set and the camp stove. Yeah. You sure they ain't in the way till I get them took care of? Why, of course not, dearie. Well, My goodness, I like it this way. Good. Makes the house look lived in. Yes, it does. <laughs> By a couple of drunken junk dealers. <laughs> What's that thing you... Come in. Oh, Dr. Gamble. Hi, Ducky. Good day, my dear. Good day. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. oh, good day, Doctor. That's better. And good day to you, Fishhead. Do you know that? Do you know that this house is in a strictly residential district? What you mean it's in a strictly? You you can't start. <laughs> you can't start an army surplus store in here. Hmm? And surplus from Coxey's army at that. What do you mean? Wait a, wait a minute. What do you mean army surplus? These things are merely a few personal possessions that I happen to temporarily lay down in here. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't have to lie down in here. <laughs> What's that thing that looks like a folded-up life raft? Twelve silver dollars to this gentleman. <laughs> Doctor, that is a folded-up life raft. And will you join me in a little prayer that it stays folded up? Ah, <laughs> uh, don't touch it, Satchel. Don't huh? touch it. You see that little gadget there? Yeah. That's a cartridge full of carbohydrated peroxide that you inflated with. And if you bump it, it's liable to inflate now, the whole... Now, McGee can look at it, McGee. Well, Come on over here, Doc. Oh, what am I stepping on? That's just a collection of old seashells, Doc. Don't worry breaking a few. I still got two bushel baskets full of them in the basement. <laughs> for emergencies. When we get enough of them crushed on the living room floor, we're going to shovel them out and pave the driveway. Well, if you're sure I'm not damaging anything... Ah, uh, ooh, now... Boy, are you clumsy. <laughs> Stepped right into my air raid warden helmet and kicked it right into my Greek typewriter. <laughs> why don't you watch where you're going? Greek typewriter? Where on earth did you get that and why? Well, I picked it up at a police auction last October. Only 13 bucks. You speak Greek? Nope. Then why Greek typewriter? You speak Swiss? No. Well, then get rid of that wristwatch. <laughs> Molly. Yes, Doctor? When you promised to love, honor, and obey this beetle brain, oh. did you realize what he could do to a civilized dwelling place? Well... Look at this living room. I haven't seen such a shambles since that circus truck loaded with chimpanzees smashed into the pie wagon at 14th and Oak and knocked down a beekeeper on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But don't be silly, Fatso. Any guy's entitled to a couple of hobbies. What do you want me to do, bury everything I own in the backyard? I like to have my stuff available. Certainly. And what more available place for a one-eyed moose head is there than under the piano next to a broken lawnmower? <laughs> I'm going to fix that lawnmower just as soon as I get the... Milkman! Come in, milkman! Hi, folks. Oh, hi, Doc. Hi. Thought I'd stop by. Where are you moving to, pal? <laughs> my gosh, I'm getting tired of explaining this. Look, Junior, we are not moving. Come in and shut that door. Where was everybody raised? In a birdcage? Yes, come in and sit down, Harlow. Yeah. Squeeze in there between the elderly suitcases and the convertible top off the small English car. That ain't a convertible top off an old small English car. That's the grass basket off of the lawnmower. <laughs> oh, sorry, old man. Here, Mr. Wilcox. There's room to sit down over here. Sit with me on this. Thanks, but what is it? It's a 16-man life raft, silly boy. 
What'd you expect to find in McGee's living room? Chairs? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Scott, have your fun if you want to. My opinion is that just because a fellow that he likes to tinker with stuff don't put everything away the minute he lays it down, nobody gives me credit for having the ambition and energy that I didn't like to work on stuff, I wouldn't have brung it out into the living room in the first place is that it's ridiculous. <laughs> How was that again, pal? It's ridiculous. Give it, Harlow. He was a swimmer all through high school and learned English with his earplugs in. Well, now that we're all settled down in our folded-up life wraps and our one-eyed moose heads for a nice cozy chat and leg cramps, how about some refreshments? That's a great idea, kiddo. Why don't you make us some hot buttered root beer? I'd like a glass of orange juice, Molly, please. Mr. Wilcox? Would it be too much trouble to make some hot chocolate with pet milk? Not a bit, Mr. Wilcox. I always make it with pet anyway. Cancel the orange juice. I'll have the hot chocolate, too. Made with pet milk, you mean, Doc? Made with pet milk, you mean, Doc? <laughs> My God, dear. After all this time, can't you be a little more subtitle? <laughs> you gotta drag them mentions in by their thumbs? <laughs> McGee, the word is not subtitle. It's subtle. I thought scuttle was a big iron bucket you bring coal in for the stove. That's a scuttle, egg face. Oh, yeah, don't feed me that misinformation, throat tainter. A scuttle is a cross-town train. When I was in New York no, last no, time... No, 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 pal, that's a shuttle. Shuttle my clavicle. You're all trying to foul me up. I know what a shuttle is. It's a French castle. <laughs> Why, sure, when I was in France in the First World War, the big war... <laughs> We was bulleted in a shuttle. I ought to no. know. McGee, <laughs> you were billeted. Is that so? Uh, I give up. You're all a bunch of frustrated school teachers. <laughs> What'd I say wrong in the first place? You said subtitle instead of subtle. A subtitle is the title that comes after the main title. Or in the silent movies, it was the dialogue that was thrown on the screen. Now, that's what I meant. I was merely trying to say that if Junior couldn't keep his dialogue a little more subtitle, he ought to stay silent. <laughs> Well, gee whiz, Sal, you can't keep either silent or subtle about making wonderful drinks with pet milk. Too many people know about it and love it. Maybe you don't realize how many children demand hot chocolate and cold drinks made with pet milk because the flavor is so rich and satisfying. Yeah, but that ain't what I was talking and about. And grown-ups, too. <laughs> Why, they make walnut drinks, egg drinks, chocolate drinks, hot and cold with pets. Not only because of the added rich flavor, but because they know pet milk is so good and nourishing. <laughs> and because... Well, wait, let me show you. Uh, Molly? Uh, yes, Mr. Wilcox? Where do you keep your Mary Lee Taylor cookbook? In the drawer of the kitchen table, Mr. Wilcox, but... Well, I'll get it. I want to show you all just what... Watch the light raft, boy. Hey, look where you're going, Junior. Don't bump that cartridge. Oh, oh, that's... oh look, it's, it's just waiting. Stand back. Once and by the seven sisters of Mont Kelly, I can do it again. Kingsman sings. Money, 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 money,
learn how to keep it. If no one agrees with your point of view, they'll all change their minds and agree with you if you say it loud with money, money, money. Of a busted leg and a couple of hey, Molly. Hey, Molly, where are you? Up here, McGee, at the top of the stairs. Trapped like a mink. <laughs> How would I get downstairs if I wanted to? Well, I'd move some of this junk off the stairs here so he could get down, Molly, but frankly, I ain't got any place to put it at the moment. Don't bother. I wouldn't come down these steps if the house was a fire. Mm. Which gives me a great idea. You got a map? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got everything around here someplace. As the guy at the family reunion said when he looked at his 62 grandchildren, it's just amazing how things accumulate. <laughs> and he said, hey, where are you going? Back in the bedroom. Oh. I'm going to lie down a while. I've got a headache. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, kiddo. I'll be quiet down here. You sleep. You're asleep. Yeah. Use the spare bedroom, though, will you? I got the Christmas tree lights laid out on our bed. <laughs> I'm going to untangle them just... <coughs> Must have not have heard me. <laughs> All right, George, if anybody comes in here talking loud, I'll pipe them right down so she can sleep. The poor kid. Now, if I get the luggage rack out of the way, toss this umbrella stand over here, that'll give me room to tape up the handle on this busted canoe paddle, and doggone it, who's clanging that doorbell? Quiet out there, Molly's trying to sleep. Oh, oh, it's you, Teeny. Here it is, Avetta. I better talk to you out on the porch, sis. Mrs. McGee's taking a nap. Sit down here. <laughs> I need a break anyhow, and it's a little crowded inside. Okay, mister. I wanted to watch for Willie Toops anyway. Oh? He got kept in after school today. Yeah? You like Willie, sis? Sure I do, Avetta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Willie started a strong silent type, mister. Oh? Strong, silent type, eh? What'd he get kept in for? Talking. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's awful strong, Willie is. Yeah? He lifts horses. Horses. Sure? Mm-hmm. We went to his uncle's farm last summer, and they had a little baby horse, a teensy little colt about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And Willie started lifting him every day. Picked him up every day, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. And every day the colt got bigger, mm -hmm. and every day Willie picked him up and carried him around, uh -huh. and Willie got stronger and the colt bigger, and by the time the 
little coat was two months old. He weighed 300 pounds, Ooh. and he could carry Willie. <laughs> well, that's a very fascinating story, sis. If I'd, have, if I'd have missed out on that, I'd have considered myself very lucky. <laughs> Certainly do admire men with muscles, mister. Yeah. Hey, wiggle your ears for me, mister, will you? Will you please, will you? Wiggle your ears, huh? Oh, well, Peenie, I'm afraid that's an art I've long since neglected. What makes you think I can wiggle my ears? Well, gee, my daddy says your head is full of muscles. Huh? And if you get muscles in your head, well, Oh, he did, did he? Then wiggle, huh? I said he did, did he? Who did? Your father. Did what? Said that. Said what? Said I got muscles in my head. I <laughs> he says you got so many muscles in your head you can tip your hat with your hands in your pockets. <laughs> He's, oh, there's Willie now. Hey, Willie, wait for me. Wait for Tini. I hope I ever meet her father sometime. I hope he's smaller than I am, I hope. <laughs> well, I better get at that stuff inside again. I'm going to have to start putting some of it away. Before... Oh, oh, you up and downstairs, Molly? <laughs> Thought you were down upstairs. <laughs> you have a nice nap, Tipsy? Lovely, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid I overslept a little, though. Oh. I must have been up there three and a half or four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try to take a nap with a cross-eyed moose staring at you from the next pillow? <laughs> I forgot that moose head, Tootsie. I just put it upstairs there because it made me nervous staring at me while I worked. Why didn't you turn him over if he bothered you? No, sir. I promised I wouldn't touch any of your personal belongings today, and I won't if I oh, never... Oh, well, now, that moose head, that's community property, kiddo. you got every right to turn him over if you want to because it's half your... No. Just bulldoze me a path to the kitchen, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start dinner if there's any room out there. Hold it a minute, Molly. Come in. If you can get in. Oh, it's Oli from the Elks Club. Hello, Oli. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hey, you moving? No, I just been... Of course, if you're moving, don't tell somebody yet, McGee. Let's sneak out and buy some real estate. Buy real estate? Why? Well, the man at the bank says if McGee ever moves, real estate on this block will go up like a skyrocket. <laughs> He could make some good money. Well, I ain't it? moving, so just forget it. We can't move more than a foot or two till he put some of this junk away, Ollie. Say, does your house ever look like this? Oh, you send the kids this home, Mrs., which is always. You know, my biggest kid, Big Sven, he goes with the Navy this week. He's in the submarine. Well, good for him. Is he going overseas? No, he goes underseas. He's in the submarine. <laughs> he gets orders today, but they don't say where he goes. You know, the whole thing is very confidential. You know? Oh, Sub Rosa, huh? No, submarine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a big boat that when it floats, it sinks. And they got no windows, so when it look out, looks out, it looks out the stovepipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I saw submarines. Matter of fact, we probably have one under this junk somewhere. Everything else is here. Well, all this junk reminds me I better get down to Elf's Club, Mrs. I got to clean out the basement today. You know, I thought you might help me, McGee, but I see you're busy. So hey, I... hey, 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 wait a minute. Boy, I'm never too busy to help out a friend, Oli. Why, George, I don't do enough around that Elks Club as it is. Well, you've certainly done enough around here. Look at this room. Where's my hat? You go start your car, Oli. I'll be right there. McGee, you... Now, don't you worry about me, Molly. Don't you worry. I'll be back in plenty of time for supper. And, oh, uh, by the way, Molly, when you get a minute, put my stuff away, will you? Well, come on, Oli. Ah, she's a good kid, Oli. Yeah. Put my stuff away, he said. I won't put it away, but I'll sure move it. See, Sam. Ma Young, Sam. 
in a moment. You know, there are some foods Mother buys only for baby, but she buys pet evaporated milk for everyone in the family. For baby, of course, and for the older youngsters, too. Because Mother knows a child needs good whole milk through all its growing years. She knows, too, that it's a good idea to keep pet milk handy for the coffee drinkers in the family. And just about every day in the year, she uses pet milk to add goodness and wholesomeness to favorite family dishes. Yes, Mother knows best. And she knows that pet milk, good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness, is truly an all-purpose, all-family milk. When you have pet milk in the house, you don't need any other kind. So the next time you go to your grocer's, get a supply of pet milk. Pet milk, the first evaporated milk, the first choice of good cooks. Well, Molly, I got everything all straightened out. Neat as a pin. Everything put away in its proper place. You proud of me? Yes, I am, dearie. And now that you've helped Dolly straighten up the Elks Club... Come on home and straighten up your own house. Oh, okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, and sometimes just the thought of absence has the same effect. Well, at least that's what happens in Pet Milk's heartwarming story of the week next Saturday morning on the Mary Lee Taylor program. And that's only half of the treat in store for you. The other half is Pet Milk's husband-tested recipe for chocolate nut pudding, which Mary Lee will give you, complete with her own special cooking secrets. Remember, for this double feature program, tune in to your NBC station next Saturday morning for Mary Lee Taylor. <laughs> Big Town is next. Saturday, listen for Arturo Toscanini on NBC.